This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are continuing our new series, Don't Stop Now. Today we have guest pastor, Pastor Chan Horton from City of Faith Church, Fort Worth, with the message title, From Here to There. Hope you enjoy. Family, we believe it's always a good day to be in church. It's always a good day. Uh, to be connected together with family. It's always a good day for God to move. The fellowship uh, that we have with each other, even when it's online, is something that can't be explained, it can't be denied. It's powerful and it works in our lives. So with that said, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here together with my HG family. This is family. Uh, I love Pastor Corey, Pastor Renee. They are two of the people I love more than anything in the world, and I'm honored to be here with you. And because I love them, I love you, HG. And um, I want to honor you and thank you for how well and how much you love them and take care of them because it matters to me and it means something to me. I want to together um, dive in to one scripture that I believe will push us challenge us, encourage us, transform us. It'll do something special in our lives if we lock in. So let's go ahead and get locked in together. Here we go, right? Let's get locked all the way in together and let's dive in, spend a few minutes together in the word here. One verse, uh, Psalm 23 and 6. I want to give you a chance to get to it. You go ahead and get there. Uh, get there. Use your. Some of us still use paper Bibles. That's great. It's nothing like turning pages. Uh, use your Bible. If you're using your cell phone or your iPad or whatever, make sure you highlight. Make sure you highlight this verse because it's special. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we look back y'all at the 23rd Psalm, it's a a pretty well-known chapter of the Bible for many people. I mean, we identify the writer as David And we sympathize with the tone of the chapter. David is walking through a hard place in his life in this moment that this is written. There is confusion all around him and there's fighting in his camp. There's uncertainty surrounding him. But in the midst of it all, David reminds himself and gives himself hope in the fact that goodness and mercy are following him. Not just on this day, all the days of his life. He he, he walks through this chapter, which is just a few verses. And in verse one, he reminds himself that the Lord is his shepherd. In verse two, he says, The Lord is providing for me and taking care of me. In verse 3, he says, righteousness and relationship are mine. In verse 4, he says, the Lord is protecting me. In verse 5, he says, I'm anointed, I'm covered, I'm cared for. Then we get to verse 6. 
And David speaks this promise over his life that I really want to push into your spirit and want you to speak over your own life right here. That surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I need to touch something for a second here, family, though. Um, um, the word, this is heavy. Walk with me. Walk with me through this, HG. The word goodness that is used here is the same word that we saw in Genesis chapter 1. When God looked at all of creation and declared that it was good, that is the same word that David uses all the way over here in Psalm 23. In Genesis 1.31, God looked over all that he had made, saw that it was very good. In Psalm 23 and 6, David looked around at the circumstances of his life that did not feel good, but he declared that goodness and mercy shall follow me. So it wasn't about how he felt. He said, it is still good. This word good is a God declaration. That word good speaks to it being pleasing or pleasant to God. The word good here speaks to, when David says goodness shall follow me, it, it speaks to good seasons following him. Wherever I am, whatever I'm going through, I declare that I will experience good seasons wherever you are. It speaks to a good place that I'll find myself with God leading me into a place that's good for me. It speaks to good persons that in every season of my life, I can be confident that God will assign and God will guide and direct relationships into my life that are good. Speaks the good word. That a word in its season will become manifested in my life. It speaks the good land that where I stand, where God plants me, will produce fruit in my life. And most of all, it speaks to a good God. That God will according to his promise, be with me all the days of my life. Family, I need to touch on a tension in the verse that messes with my thought process. What, what do you mean make that make sense to me? Attention uh, speaks to where what I read on the paper and what I see and hear and reconcile in my mind don't quite match up. I can't, I can't reconcile it in my mind. I can't really figure out how uh, I can't make sense of what I'm seeing and what I'm reading. And there's this tension in the text where David is speaking to himself in a bad situation. But how do situations become something we label as bad if this promise has been spoken over us? The question I have becomes, whose voice is the authority of my life? Right, right, I need you to have this. Write this down. Write this down. Write this down. 
how do I get to call bad what God has called good? How do I get to call bad what God has called good? If I'm going to see myself become what God called and assigned and anointed me to be, I've got to be like David. I've got to speak the promises of God over my life. God called it all good. David says to himself, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I struggle with this idea, y'all, that what we're going through, that we get the we get the authority, that we get the ability to say this ain't good. When God has declared that goodness follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> this is why, family, we have to make up our minds that we won't stop now. Oh, we, we, we often identify what is uncomfortable as bad. Walk with me. We identify what we feel is uncomfortable as bad because you know how we do. We make plans. We, we, we have plans. We, we have thoughts of how our lives should be. And the moment it don't turn out to be that thing, we start to get mad at God. We start to say, oh, this ain't good. This ain't a good season of my life. Oh, I didn't have a good day. Oh, uh, uh, this thing happened to me. It was not a good day. Why? Because it was uncomfortable and it wasn't what I wanted. We allow what we deem as bad to be a deterrent. See, we let what we call bad stop us from moving forward. You can't allow what's happened to you to stop you from going to where God assigned you. You, I need to encourage you right here. Somebody, this is for me, this is for you. This is for you. Holler back at me. Holler at me in the comment section. You had an assignment before COVID-19. Oh, help me preach, y'all. You had purpose before the pandemic. And I need you to remember and speak over your life right here. You had been called to favor before you got to this season. Uh, you have been called to favor before you got to this season, before any of this. Now listen, I know this was not something we saw coming, but before it got here, favor was already on your life. Uh, help me before before you got to before you got to 2020, because uh, because remember last year we were saying, oh, I can't wait for 2020 because we thought we thought 19 was rough. But now we got to 20 and we trying to hurry up and get to 21. I just need to remind you that before 19, before 20, before 21, goodness and mercy were already following me not just one day not just some days all the days of my life you already had favor before you got here I don't care what this season meant for the world God said it's good <laughs> oh oh before a pandemic I took you to Genesis 1 before a pandemic hit the earth, God already declared the earth was good. So who gets the authority to determine that what God said is good is no longer good? So I don't care what this season meant for the world. 
God said it's good. So I want to encourage you right here, family, don't stop now. I can't stop because of discomfort or uncertainty or inconvenience. I can't stop because it doesn't feel like I want it to feel. I can't stop because I don't see what I thought I should or would see. I can't stop because I'm not where I thought I should be. The purpose on my life is too big for this to stop me. Somebody just holler back at me in the comments. I'm going to keep moving forward. Come on. Somebody wave your hand. Throw your hands up in the comments and just say keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. You got too much in you to stop right here. You got too much in you for a rough season to make you believe that God ain't been good in your life. Don't you ever forget how good God has been. Don't you ever forget all the stuff that God brought us out of back there that got us to up here and how good he's going to be to get us past here and into the next levels that he has for our lives. But here it is. Here's the question of the day. Here it is. How can goodness and mercy follow me if I'm not moving forward? I'm, uh, come on, stay, stay, lock in, rock with me, walk with me. How can goodness and mercy follow what is not moving? That's why our pastor told us we can't stop now. This prophet I knew in the 90s, Name, well, back then, they called him Puff Daddy. He used to always have this saying, if you're over 30, you remember, can't stop, won't stop. You remember? <laughs> hey, somebody throw it in the comments with me. Can't stop, won't stop. Ooh, let that be your testimony this week. Can't stop, won't stop. Come on. I, I, I just need you to get through today. I just need you to get through this week because if you remember, if you can get through today, you'll, it'll be because you remember that goodness and mercy are following you on this day. <laughs> but how can goodness and mercy follow me if I'm not moving? For, how, can, how can I follow what is standing still? The word follow, if we just break it down to its simplest form, means to go after, to move or travel behind something. But too many of us are stuck standing still on the sidelines because of what happened to us, because of what happened around us. And I'm calling you that you got to get back in motion. You needed a push. Here it is. You needed a push. Somebody in your circle needs a push today. Tell them, get moving. We can't stop now. Come on. Somebody in your house needs a push. Just grab somebody that's watching with you on the couch. Just grab somebody that's, in, that's with you in your bedroom. Just grab somebody that's with you in the garage or in your car or at work. Grab a coworker and just say, we can't get stuck right here. We can't stop right here. Uh, uh, the issue we have in the body of Christ, though, y'all, is that too many of us, Know what God said. I remember, I remember when I was in school, one of my professors explained <laughs> believers to me in this way. He said, it's like when you have a kid 
and you tell your kid to clean up their room. And you, you, you leave and you come back and the kid never cleaned up their room. And then you say, well, how, how come you didn't clean up your room? You know, we don't talk that calm. We go off. We come in there like throwing stuff and slapping and all that. But, 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 not really. But, but, he says, how come you didn't clean up your room? And the kid says, well, dad, well, mom, I, I studied cleaning up my room. I looked up the Greek and Hebrew for cleaning up my room. I found scripture to justify cleaning up my room, but I didn't clean up my room. <laughs> what are you saying? Make that make sense for me. That many of us know what God said concerning our lives, but it's the exact thing that we are not doing. Uh-oh. And so it, it's crazy to me that this problem in the body of Christ is that too many of us will sing in church, goodness and mercy will follow me all days of my life. Too many of us, will, we'll sing it in church. We'll see it on the screen while the praise team is singing, and we'll sing along and say, goodness and mercy will follow me. We'll read it on the verse of the day in our Bible app. We will see it on, on Facebook and, and click the like button. But then, you know, we won't actually walk it out and believe it. We have to learn how to get it off of our phones into our hearts. I need you to get it off of the pages of your Bible and get it into your head. I need you to get it off of the screen and get it into your mouth because I need it to be in your heart and I need it to be in your life because this is what you got to understand. Walk this out with me. Let's, I did, let's, let's examine something. David didn't write this because everything was good. <laughs> David wrote it because his life was in disarray. See, you don't need a reminder when everything is good. Because you know how we are. If it's good, then that means, oh, God is blessing me. God is with me. God loves me. I got this. But the minute stuff is bad, we start to question, well, God, did you take your hand off my life? Well, God, did I do, am I out of the will? Like, like, like when we feel like it's bad, we start to question if God loves us. And see, David said, nah, I'm looking around at the circumstances of my life and it feels tricky and challenging. So I got to remind myself that goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. Why all? All is significant because some days you're going to feel like God is with you and other days you're not going to be sure. But that's why you got to remind yourself and take it off the paper and into your heart. Some days you're going to say, ooh, I can sense the presence of God with me. I can sense that God blessed me. Some days you're going to be asking God, are you there? So David says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. See, you don't need reminders when everything is good. You need it when you're not sure how you're going to make it to tomorrow. I need you to learn and remember 
On Monday, you might wake up and be challenged. On Thursday, you might have a rough day. But I need you to speak over your life again in that moment. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And let that be the thing that conditions how you perceive the day. I'm going to choose to perceive my day based on what God has spoken over me. Because he called me an overcomer. He called me more than a conqueror. He called me above and not beneath. He called me a head, not tail, lender, not borrower. So, so, so I have to condition my mind to work according to what God said. You got to make up your mind today. I, I, I just want to help you get from here to next week. I just want to help you get through this week. And if, if I could do anything to help you get through this week, I need to help you just make up your mind here. That you know what, because goodness and mercy are following you, that you're going to walk like you got victory. You're going to walk like a person who is covered. Walk like you're protected. Walk like you're provided for. Walk like you're being kept. Because, y'all, we live in a society. We live in a world, in a culture, where everybody is blaming God like he hasn't done anything. We are crying and asking God to say something, do something. What is God going to do about the current state of the world? God said, I already did what I'm going to do. I spoke. You, hear me, family, you don't need anything else but a word. It is the word that's going to carry you. It is the word that lasts forever. Even though the grass withers and the flower fades, the word stands. I need you to remember and understand something. Catch what I'm saying. Let it be alive in you. All you needed was a word. It was your word that got you from back there to up here. It was your word that carried you through the last season. It's your word that's prophetically hanging over your life. There's the reason that when other people quit and walk away, you keep going because you got a word. There's a word that when you stepped away, you found your way back. There's a word that when you decided to give up, you felt something calling and pulling you back in. It's the word. There's a word over your life. There's a word. I remember seeing in scripture this dude named Peter who when Jesus comes walking on water to the disciples in what the Bible identifies as the fourth watch of the night, 3, 4, 5 a.m., and they were all afraid. Peter says to Jesus, if it's you, call me to come. And Jesus simply says, come. I need you to understand, it was not water that Peter walked on. It was the word of Jesus Christ that Peter walked on. You are not still here because you got it all together. You're not still here because of money. You're not still here because you're that cute. You're not still here because of your relationships. You're not still here because you're articulate and educated. You're not still here because of any of that. You're still here because you're walking on your word. Let me help you, family. And I'm done. 
Let me give you two things and then I'll leave you alone. I need us to disconnect from what God will do for us and lock in on what God wants to do through us. Disconnect from God, from what we want God to do for us and lock in on what God will do through us. David, I, I need you to get this. David was not called to survive storms. Make that make sense for me. I know that sounds crazy. David wasn't called to survive storms. David was called to kill giants. Uh-huh. David was called to rebuke evil spirits. David was called to lead nations. David was called to be a keeper of the people. So whether or not David would survive a challenging season in his life was never in question. What am I saying to you? Simply surviving a storm in your life is not enough for God to do. Don't limit God to all you want him to do is pull you out of bad seasons. If you're going to move forward to the next, the next level, the next dimension, the next, the next wave of ministry that he has for your life, you can't get caught up right here fighting storms. Y'all, whether or not you're going to get through this is not in question. What you got to know is God has such a big purpose for your life. He has such an assignment for your life. This storm is not even what we need to be focused on and looking at. Look at him and look at what's next. Don't stop now. God is doing a work through you. But don't get hung up fighting about what you want God to do for God, I want a new car. God, God, can you, God, I, uh, can you send me this? God, can I have, the, God, I really want this. God, I feel like my life would be better if I had this. God said, quit focusing on what you want me to do for you. And let's talk about what I'm going to do through you. Before it can work for you, write this one down. Before it can work for you, it has to work in you. Uh, family, stand on the power. Stand on the promises, the principles, the prophecy of God over your life. It is going to work. It's going to work out. But keep going. Don't stop now. God's got something so special, so incredible, so amazing for you. But you only see it if you keep going. You know, and I'm done, I want to pray over us, but I think sometimes we see God, people see God like the man on the commercial that's got the dollar on the little fishing pole saying, oh, you almost had it. Got to be quicker than that. Like God is just dangling blessings and miracles and stuff in front of us that we'll never get to. And that is the most false, like furthest thing from the truth that we could ever understand. What God said concerning us is, you shall reap harvest if you don't quit. Don't get tired of doing good. Galatians 6. Keep going, y'all. Don't stop now.
This is not the season for you to get overwhelmed. And even if you feel like that, I just want you to understand and be encouraged that there's an answer. This is not the season for you to be discouraged and quit. Because God's got something for you. And the only way we can pick up and keep going every day is we remember. Why? Goodness and mercy are following me. Every step I take, they take a step. Everywhere I go, they come to. I want to pray over us right quick, but I want you to do this for me. I want you to make wherever you are, make your area right now. If you're in your living room, let's make it a sanctuary. Turn it into a sanctuary right here. And I just want to pray over us. But I want you to stand. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to bow your head. I want you to steal your heart. I want you to calm your heart and just find a moment where you just say, hey, it's me and God right here. Just just don't focus on anything else. Stop what you're doing. If you're watching, if you're multitasking, let, let this be the only task for a second. Y'all, I want to pray. So right where you are, let's do this together. Father God, I just plead the blood of Jesus over your children, over your sons and daughters over every person, over every mind, over every heart, over every home, over every business, over every family. We are your children, God. And there is nothing you want more than to be close with us. So God, even right now, I pray against every blockage in our lives. I pray against everything that makes us want to stop, makes us want to quit, makes us want to give up. I come against it now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke discouragement. I rebuke defeat. I rebuke depression. We call out everything that's not like you. And I pray and I ask you now, Master, that you would strengthen us to keep going another day. And when we get tired, Thank you that you've given us promises we can remember and stand on. Like this one, that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Y'all, God is with you. And Master, I pray you encourage your children. I pray you give wisdom to your children. You give discernment to your children. You give prophetic power to your children. You remind us how much we mean to you in this week, God. We need strength to keep going because we know that you've got greatness that you're calling us to. So I speak now that we're walking into greater. You're not just walking for no reason. We're walking into greater. We're grateful, God, for how you love us and how you protect us and how you are still healing and you're still providing and you're still moving and you're still speaking and your blood is still covering we're grateful thank you father in jesus name we submit to you we surrender to your plan for our lives whatever you want not what we want and this is what we pray amen
Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.